Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today with a very, very special show lined up. Just waiting for our guest to call in. Of course, I know you've been waiting all week for your quotes from the universe and from Abraham, but today... Today is a, a little bit of a day of remembrance, and I'm going to do actually a different quote today. I'm going to do a quote from an amazing man who recently transitioned over the weekend, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who um, uh, was definitely an inspiration and who, uh, I mean, touched my life personally, too, as he has millions and millions of people. I think some of his books have sold over 30 million copies. Uh, for me, there was, a, a, what was the name of the movie? The movie that he did um, called The Shift. Uh, that, to me, was just a, a tremendous, um, tremendous uh, uh, process for me just to listen to. So, uh, from Wayne Dyer today, quote... With everything that has happened to you, you can either feel sorry for yourself or treat what was happened, what has happened as a gift. Everything is either an opportunity to grow or an obstacle to keep you from growing. You get to choose. Dr. Wayne Dyer. Dr. Wayne Dyer was a, a tremendous man, and, and, and I think this, this quote really epitomizes a lot of what he stood for, which is... How we interpret what happens to us is really up to us. And we really have that choice to say, you know what? You know, I can look at this challenge. I can look at what this person did. I can look at this relationship. I can look at this business venture. I can look at just about anything in your life. And you can either see it as something that disempowers you. You can see it as something that, you know, holds you back so you can see it as something that like oh the universe is testing me oh you know the, these people are, are doing this to me and and you can interpret it as as limiting your value your self-worth you can interpret it as you know this nasty thing they did they're an awful person oh my god the world is so awful i can't believe these people um or you can look at it differently or you can say, wow, I must have grown tremendously. I must be really strong in order for this to have come to me. It means I am able. I am capable. I can handle this. I can use this to support me in my endeavors and what I'm doing. Oh, you know, this, this temporary setback in my business, it's merely there to show me that I am capable of taking on these challenges. Do you see the difference? Do you feel the difference? You know, we, we, all, we all have a choice. And for many of us, because of the experiences we've had, from our adult years to our teenage years to our childhood years to those very, very important early years, the, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh year of our lives, when they say that our personality is really being formed and, and how we interpret things as little children, how it affects the rest of our lives. And yes, many of our choices then, how we choose to interpret things, may not support us later in life, may not be really the best uh, choices of how to interpret things. But we get to go back and re-examine and reinterpret. We get to work on those things and switch it around so that although it may take time, although it may take effort, we can choose to reinterpret our life in a different way. We can choose to say, you know what, just because my mother did this or my father did that or my brother did this or my sister did that or, or the neighborhood bully beat me up when I was 12 years old or, uh, you know, somebody, you know, stole my, my ice cream money. It doesn't mean that the world is completely 
a dark and gloomy place. We don't have to interpret things as it meaning that, you know, we're not good enough or there's something wrong or defective with us. Yes, that might be a story that we've run for many years. Yes, that might be the way we've chosen to interpret our experiences and our world. But it doesn't have to be. And especially once it's brought to our consciousness. And this is really... I think the beginning steps, but really such an important part of the whole process is that once we're aware of it, because so much of our life we're not aware of what is going on. We're not aware of, you know, why we do things the way we do things, but Hopefully, if you're listening to this broadcast and you're tuning in to the Conscious Consultant Hour or just talking alternative in general, you're one of those people who've chosen to make a more conscious, a more aware effort in your life to understand yourself, to understand why you make the choices that you do. And once you start on that path of self-discovery and self-exploration then you know what? The world is your oyster. Because as you begin to unravel all of these unconscious programs, as you begin to see these patterns in your life and how you show up in different situations and how they turn out because of it and and what kind of meaning that you place on that, as you bring your awareness and your consciousness to it, it's like shining a dark light, uh, shining a bright light onto the dark corners of your mind. And just the mere act of shining the light, of recognizing it, of saying, yes, this is the way I have been responding. And it is because I have been interpreting things this way. Then you have conscious choice you know as, as as monty taylor the the amazing astrologer who does the show right before mine titled his show living consciously yes then you can choose to live consciously then you can choose to say you know what i don't care that that's my programming i don't care that that's the way i've interpreted the world for the last 10 20 30 40 50 years i can choose to interpret things differently now that I am aware of this. And that choice is a choice we make moment to moment. Now, again, you guys know I'm a big believer in like being easy on yourself. Just because you make the choice doesn't mean you get it 100% right right away. Right? When you go to a gym, you don't start pressing 250 pounds the first time you're in the gym. You start with light weights. You build up your muscle over time. You make the effort consistently over time, and you get better and better and better. And as you build up that muscle memory, as you work at it, you start to show up more consistently. And you should not beat yourself up because you slide back into old bad habits in the beginning. Because the key is, if you recognize that you're sliding back into old bad habits, you've brought awareness to it. You've brought your consciousness to it. And now you can say, oops, I slid back. Okay, let me do better next time. Okay, You know, I I haven't fully developed that muscle yet. Let me do some more training. Maybe, you know, let me read some more uh, books that give me positive uh, affirmations. Let me give, let me take some more seminars. Let me talk to more of my friends. Let me do the things that I can take care of myself and show myself that I am worth it, even if I don't feel like it. You see, we get to choose. And we don't get it perfectly all at once. It's a step-by-step process. It took us how many years to get to where we are today? What's the difference if it takes just a few more years to turn that around in retrospect? If it took you 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years for you to recognize that you've been 
operating with this unconscious program of unworthiness, so what if it takes a year or two or three or four or five to completely change that program around? The fact that you've recognized it and are now doing something towards it, what's five years compared to 50 years? What's, what's two or three years compared to 30 years? These days, so much happens so quickly, a year passes by in the blink of an eye. It happens very, very quickly. So the effort that we put forward today, yeah, it may take a little while to see the fruits of your labors, right? I mean, look at nature. It takes a whole year for things to line up to be able to harvest your crops, Right, we're now entering late summer, entering into fall soon. Now is preparing. The farmers are preparing for the big harvest of the year. Right, they didn't plant the seeds yesterday. They haven't been tilling their soils for a week or two. They've been tilling it for a whole season. It takes a season. It takes a year. It takes a couple of years to get things right. There are some foods that we eat that take many years to come up. I have a good friend who loves to use the asparagus take, uh, analogy. Asparagus takes like three to four years to start to sprout. But once it starts sprouting, it comes up so quickly. They have to harvest it twice a day. And, and the uh, asparagus plant is then good for the next 12 to 15 years. So, do you want a crop that you plant quickly, harvests quickly, and then never grows back? Or would you rather take a little bit of time and plow your soil and feed the, the seeds for two or three years to know that once this crop begins to sprout, man, you're set for the next dozen years things take time let's be patient with ourselves and you know what's amazing truly amazing as we start to be more patient with ourselves not only do we start to be more patient with other people but other people start to be more patient with us and I think you know, this is something I know Wayne Dyer had dedicated his life to was how our personal transformation helps to transform the world. And that as we go forward in our lives and we work on ourselves and we take care of ourselves better, we show ourselves appreciation, we show ourselves that we are more worthy than maybe we felt yesterday. As we do that for ourselves, inexplicably, for no apparent reason at all, all of a sudden other people around us start treating us the same way. It's a bizarre phenomenon. But if you understand energy and vibration and consciousness and the interconnectedness of consciousness that we talk about so often on this show... You'll begin to understand that it all starts with us and that all th those around us, all the people, all the experiences, they're reflections back to us. And the more we are whole internally, the more we stand up for ourselves internally, the more we just live our lives the way we know we sh way we feel in our heart of hearts the way we're supposed to be living our lives suddenly things transform around us and what we attract will be amazing so i hope you enjoyed our quote the show is dedicated to the memory of dr wayne dwyer dwyer who is an amazing human being we're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for travel chat, travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and uh, we're doing a special show today dedicated to Dr. Wayne Dyer, who was uh, recently transitioned to the other side, as some people like to say, while we wait for our, our uh, featured guest to call in, and uh, we have some phone trouble. So, another quote from Dr. Wayne Dyer, we are not our bodies, our possessions, or our careers, Who we are is divine love, and that is infinite. And I thought that's such an appropriate quote to remember him by, because Wayne Dyer was not his books, was not his career. He was not a, a spiritual guru as much as that's the way we remember him and a, a self-help master, um, because that's the way we remember him. That's our impression of him. That's our reflection back to him of the things that he espoused and the things that he shared so beautifully with us. But he was much more than that. He was a brilliant, shining light that gave light to so many people in the world. And that's the way I remember him is he was a soul, he was a being of light that incarnated to remind us of things that we already know, to share with us his own personal journey and his own struggle. <coughs> Excuse me. And, not, and don't think for a minute that he didn't have his own struggles. I'm I'm actually, to be completely honest, I'm not even sure what his body had succumbed to. I know he had had some form of cancer in the past. I believe it was leukemia. I'm not sure if that is what ultimately caused his body to fail or not. But even before that, he had his own personal struggles. You know, it's so easy to put these people who've once they've achieved a certain amount of fame and 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 fortune and, 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 you know, oh, they're a published author and they travel around the world and they were in these famous movies and people saw them, that, that just because they achieve that success does not mean they did not have their own personal issues to deal with. We always tend to idolize people like, oh, 
you know, uh, Wayne Dyer and Bob Proctor and and Tony Robbins, you know, they, they must be, you know, so successful, so great. Wow, I can never be like them. They have such a great life. I can never have a life like that. How could I do that with, I had a, this, an alcoholic father and I had this and I had that and I had people beating me up as a kid. And, well, you know what? Tony Robbins' father was an alcoholic who used to beat up his mom, who, who, who left when he was just a child. All of these great people, they had their own struggles. They had uh, their own challenges to overcome. They, they were not perfect human beings. They were not born with a silver spoon uh, in their hand. They all had challenges. Um, and, and, you know, it's the challenges that they say give us our character. The challenges are the things that we've really come here to learn. You know, I know I, I tend to espouse the idea a lot that as a soul, we choose the situation that we come into in our life. We choose our parents. We choose our situations. We choose, you know, the lessons that we're to learn this life. And people who have come from backgrounds where their parents were not the greatest, where situations that they felt like this doesn't, you know, lift my soul. I would never consciously choose to be born in this situation. And I understand that, that feeling. I understand that emotion. But when I say we choose it, I'm talking about from a soul level. From that infinite, greater part of us that's eternal, that sees things from a completely different perspective than we do from our limited field of vision. Than we do from our limited experiences here on earth. Think about it. There are things that happened to you decades ago that at the time they happened to you, they th you thought they were horrible, awful things, and now you can look back on them and laugh. Or maybe not laugh, but maybe you can look back on them and say, you know what, that was the greatest period of growth in my life. Or maybe you look back on it and go, you know what, because of what happened then, I ended up making different choices than I might have made otherwise that ended up putting me where I am today that put me in a pretty good place. I mean, I personally can tell you I've gone through some really hard times in my life. And I made choices and decisions at the time that today, knowing what I know now, I probably would make differently. Except that those choices brought me to where I am today, brought me to who I am today, and in essence made me the conscious consultant. And I'm not sure I would necessarily be there had it not been for those experiences and those choices. So, I am a big believer in we choose the situation long before we take our first breath. Because our soul, our spirit, that greater part of us, that infinite, e eternal part of us knows much, much, much better than our limited conscious mind what we need for the growth in our lives. What's important for us to experience when. We all have different perspectives today than we had when we were 10 years old. We all have different perspectives today than we had when we first started school or when we graduated school. I don't know, maybe some of you are still in school. But our perspective changes. And tell me honestly, who among us would have made the same decisions 20 years ago that we would make today? Maybe some, but I'm sure many of them are different. And that difference comes from our different perspective. It comes from the fact that we've lived more of life, we've experienced more, we understand more, we're conscious of more. So, 
if we would make different choices today than we would make 20 years ago, how would an infinite soul that's been around billions and billions of years not make different choices than what we would make in our short lifespan? So instead of bemoaning our backgrounds, our, our, our situations, our parents, our families, how they don't understand us, they didn't raise us properly, instead of bemoaning that fact, why don't we look within those situations and look for what can we take from these situations? What can we take from these relationships? What can we learn and impart to others from our experiences that can help spread the light to them? How does this serve me? It's a question I try to remember to ask myself all the time. How does this serve you? How does the greatest challenge in your life today serve you? Just asking the question can change how we feel about a whole situation. And, I'm, and I don't mean like ask the question like you have to come up with an answer right away. Sometimes the best thing we can do is just ask ourselves a question and sit with it and let it percolate in the back of our minds and let it stew over time to, to see what really bubbles up from our unconscious. And sometimes the answer to that question shows up in the middle of taking a shower when we're out walking in the park or, or, or taking the subway somewhere or a car ride somewhere or having a conversation with a friend at the darndest times all of a sudden the answer pops up that we never would have expected that we never would have suspected to begin with so asking that question how does this serve me doesn't mean you have to answer it right away you're asking your soul, how does this serve me? Asking your soul, what is there for me to gain from this? What is there for me to learn from this? And the soul speaks to us in our quietest moments. This is why I'm a big believer in meditation. <laughs> I, I, I so believe the old quote, uh, and I, I wish I knew who, who, who first created it, that Prayer is the act of us talking to God and meditation is the act of us listening to God. So asking these questions, you can think of it as asking your unconscious, asking your soul, asking God. But then it takes a little bit of presence. It takes some stillness. It takes some effort to just sit back and be still and wait for the answer to come and not to rush it. And not to expect it to come in five minutes or ten minutes or today or tomorrow. As a matter of fact, the more we have an expectation of when it will come, probably the longer it will take to come. And the more we release ourselves from that expectation, the sooner the answer often shows up. So, let me know what you think. What are your challenges that you have a hard time seeing how they serve you, or how they're your greatest gift. Please feel free to call in. Our call-in number is 877-480-4120. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? 
personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution. Tune in at my new time, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on www.talkradio.nyc. That's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Thank you for joining me today. This is a special show dedicated to Dr. Wayne Wayne Dyer, um, who recently transitioned just uh, yesterday. Some of you listening may be waiting for my guest to come on. I'm not quite sure what happened to him. We're waiting for Dr. John Martini, but given that we're already halfway through the show, something must have come up on his end. So we will continue with our theme. And what I've been doing this show is really quoting Wayne Dyer and, and some of his famous quotes um, and about how relevant they are to uh, our lives. And I have another quote for you from Wayne. He said, if you can change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I love that quote. And, you know, people think a lot of this spiritual self-help stuff tends to be very woo-woo and not based in reality or science. And, you know, I get people all the time. It's like, you know, well, you got to prove it to me. And, it's, you know, if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. Well, this particular quote that, you know, as we change how we look at things, things change, is actually based in a principle of physics known as the Heisenberg Principle, which basically states that you cannot look at matter without affecting it. And, and this is experiments that they did back in the 70s, and I'll try to explain it as simply as possible. That we, in, in order to know the position of uh, a particle like an electron, a proton, a neutron, that you could only know its direction or its velocity, but not both. And the reason why is in order to see something, and this is true of everything in reality, when you see something, you're not directly seeing any object in front of you. What you are seeing is your eyes are interpreting the light bouncing off the wall, the table, the floor, the tree. It's light bouncing off of the object, getting translated into electrical impulses, and then interpreted by our neural network, our brain. So we do not directly experience anything through sight. We are bouncing, essentially bouncing electrons or light off of the object in order to see it. 
So in order to see whether an electron, proton, or neutron, where it is or where it's going, you have to bounce an electron off of it. And once you bounce an electron off of it, you affect it. It's affected. It's changed. If it was moving in one direction, you probably changed its, its direction by even if it's 0.00001%, you've changed it. Or you've changed its velocity. If it was going at a certain speed before, that speed is now shifted or changed. So on a fundamental level, not perceivable by the human eye, but on a fundamental level, the mere act of observing something changes it. Because in order to observe something, light must be bouncing off of it for us to see it. And you know what? That is true for everything. For, for plants, animals, people, cars, relationships. Because just because it takes electrons to see something does not mean that there aren't even more subtle energies that when we show up a certain way affect how other people show up or how the situation unfolds or how the universe responds to us. I kind of liken it this way. If I go to a party, let's say I go to a party with a friend of mine, a buddy of mine, go to this person's house, lots of people there, big house, lots of rooms, me and my buddy walk in the front door. Everything looks kind of cool. We split up and we go into two separate rooms. I go into one room. And, you know, at first it seems like there are people chatting and having a good time. Then all of a sudden, you know, this, this one couple in the corner of the room starts raising their voice. And they're having this very fierce argument. And they're going back and forth. And, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. And, 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 and just the, 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 the energy of them is so charged how am I going to interpret that how normally would I interpret that walk out of the room go oh my god these people are crazy this is awful and I leave the party and later that night I, or maybe the next day I connect with my friend and I say look I just want to apologize I'm sorry for taking you to that awful party and he kind of answers quizzically going what are you talking about uh, he goes, that was a great party. I go, really? He said, yeah, I went there. This guy was playing the guitar. People were laughing and singing and dancing. I had a great time. It was a wonderful party. I go, really? That's not the experience I had. It was such an awful thing. I was in this room and there was this awful couple there just arguing all night long. And he goes, oh, yeah, I remember those people. Oh, but you didn't stick around. I, I happened to go in that room a little bit later. They were still arguing. And then all of a sudden, they stopped and they looked each other in the eye and they laughed and they talked about how good it was to have a debate with somebody who would really like put their energy and their heart and their passion into it. And then they, 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 they held each other and they laughed and it was such a great time. It was great to see. And then I hang up the phone and I go, wow, that wasn't my experience. Why not? The reason why my friend had such a wonderful experience at the party and I had such an awful experience was the attitude that we brought with ourselves and the energy that we brought. I see two people arguing. I immediately take it in a negative way and go, oh, my God, oh, this is awful. I got to get out of here. Which, if instead of making that judgment right away, I had just gotten curious and go, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. And I had stayed present to it and didn't judge it right away. I might have been able to maybe feel the energy that these people really weren't angry at each other. They were just passionate in their views. And if I had stayed present and stuck around long enough to see how this unfolded, I might have been witness to them saying, oh my God, I love it. It's such a great to have a wonderful argument, debate with someone. And that could have changed the whole experience for me. So tell me, how has how you have shown up in your life and how you have interpreted things in your life, how has that affected the outcome of events in your life? 
Now, you might think, oh, Sam, you know, that's a nice, cute story, but that doesn't happen in real life. And the truth is, it did happen in real life. Not exactly the same way, but it was a real experience of mine when I was out visiting a good friend of mine in California who was living in Los Angeles, who's originally from New Jersey. And we went down to Laguna Beach to visit another friend who was from Old Tapan, New Jersey. And, and the three of us got together. And my two friends, one was very liberal and one was very conservative. And they were like going at it, arguing with each other over, I don't even remember what, I think it was politics, it might have been something else. And in the middle of this, my friend Jim from Laguna Beach grabs my arm and, and says to me, oh, I love my East Coast friends, I can't get a good argument out of anybody here in California, and we all laughed. So just because something triggers us does not mean it's a bad thing. Just because something brings brings up in us some feeling of like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. This is scary. Oh, my God. I I don't know what to do with this. That doesn't mean that the thing inherently in itself is scary or bad or wrong. It just really comes down to how we look at things, how we view it. So if, in Wayne Dyer's words, if we can change the way we look at things, those things we look at, or the things that we will look at, will change. It, it was a really poignant lesson for me. That how we show up, how we interpret, how we look at the world, changes the world. I even had a, a very strong experience with, with a very dear and close friend of mine, somebody I'd been close to for many years, and I hadn't really spent a lot of time with in the last, you know, two, three, four, five years. And I said, hey, let's get together. I haven't seen each other for a while. Let's, you know, grab dinner, catch a movie and talk. And we were having a very pleasant dinner. We saw a movie and went and had a very pleasant dinner until all of a sudden the... the conversation shifted to politics and I just happened to say how hopeful I was that Marianne Williamson at the time was running for Congress and how I thought it would be a great thing if she ever got elected and my friend jumped down my throat because my friend was an avid reader of the New York Times every single day and watched the news every single day and jumped down my throat oh my god you don't know she'll turn out just like all the others it's all about this and that and I mean for like five ten minutes started telling me how wrong I was for being optimistic and I, and I stared back in amazement, and I didn't even know what to say. I understood it, because she was retired, and, and, and her world was all around some rather small things, and her view of things was how dark and awful and horrible the world is. Granted, there are some horrible things in this world. Granted, the way people act sometimes is, is really without consciousness. But in my world, I bring so much consciousness to the way I live my life, with who I, I spend my time with. I see mostly great and wonderful things. So because, and this is my interpretation of events, I may be completely wrong, but because the way I look at things is I look at things that they serve us, that I'm hopeful, that I believe that, you know, things can be better. I see a much different world than somebody who lives right across the street from me, who pays attention to all the awful things in the media and how dark the world is for them. It's like we're living in two completely different worlds side by side. Tell me, do you know anybody like that? Do you have anyone in your life who, when they talk about the world, it sounds like a completely different world than the one you live in? Feel free to call in and let me know. 877-480-4120. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back.
You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris lifestyle travel consultant and your host on travel and wellness today join me on thursdays at 12 noon eastern time for travel chat travel tips and travel news updates that's on thursdays at 12 noon eastern time on talkradio.nyc dude 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 Transforming Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. It's the Dudes of Disruption. The Dudes of Disruption is a new show geared toward the global tribe of disruptors who are committed to interrupting the automatic ways of their lives so they go out and leave their mark on the world powerfully. Consider every Tuesday night, 8 to 9 Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com forever disrupted. The Dudes of Disruption, disrupting your automatics. Dude. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And this show I've been dedicating, d- dedicating to Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, who uh, has transitioned uh, from uh, this life to the next. And he will be, his, his light will be sorely missed. And I've been giving you many, many quotes from him that I've been seeing people post. So this last one, I think, is the best one of all. When you become certain that nothing is impossible for you, you'll attain everything you desire, Dr. Wayne Dyer. You know, some people think that, you know, it's kind of Pollyannish, you know, oh, you know, you think everything's great and wonderful. No, No, you don't get it. But when you become certain that anything is possible for you, it affects not just our attitudes, our beliefs. It affects our brains. It affects our neural pathways. It affects the possibilities that we can see that we might not have seen otherwise. You know, it's so interesting how when somebody is is down or depressed or, or, or feels disempowered, how they can't see any possibilities in their situation. But somebody coming in who's not emotionally attached to the situation, like a coach, a mentor, a consultant, can look at the situation and say, well, what about this possibility? What about that? What about this? What about that? And come up with half a dozen different alternatives that the person never saw themselves. And they'll basically just say, wow, I never thought of that. Because, and this is something that they've proven through research studies. I don't have the actual citations that I can give you, but I've read it and I've seen it and I've heard it so many times from other people. That when we are in a positive, optimistic, hopeful state, our brain is capable of making new and more connections than if we're in a depressed state. Because our body basically secretes different hormones, different chemicals, different neuropeptides. And a certain set of those neuropeptides, 
they help the brain to be more elastic. They help the brain to see more different possibilities. And when we're depressed and we get the other kinds of hormones and secretions, we see less possibilities. And that's why people who are depressed more often considered a suicide than those who are not because they can't see any possibilities. They can't see any way out. There's so many stories that I've heard of somebody committing suicide because they felt they just had no other choice. Yet I could look at their situation and go, but they could have run away from home. They could have done this. They could have done that. They didn't have to kill themselves. They didn't have to, actually. They never, you never have to kill yourself. You choose to kill yourself because the choice of death feels like a less painful alternative than what you're currently living. But if we reverse this and if we look at how, if we believe that anything is possible, anything is possible for us, then our mind will, and our unconscious will search and try and find the ways to make it possible. Now, again, it might not still come to fruition. We might not manifest that, that high, lofty dream that even we believe it's, it's not impossible. We still might not manifest it, but we might manifest something awfully close that we never would have manifested had we not been of the attitude that anything was possible. You know that old saying, you know, you shoot for the stars and at the very least you'll reach the moon? If we believe that anything is possible, we can achieve amazing things. And sometimes what we achieve is beyond our imagination. And sometimes what we manifest and what we bring to the world is beyond what we even originally intended. Trust me, I never thought throughout the majority of my life that I could have a radio program that would reach people literally around the world in over a hundred countries around the world. I never thought my voice could be heard by so many people in so many places. I believe in possibilities though. And this possibility came to me on the surface by mere chance, a happenstance, a meeting, a friend introducing me to a friend. It was not in my imagination. But once he introduced me to that friend, that then the magic happened. Personally, I believe the universe has a much greater imagination for us than we have for ourselves. And that if we just trust and believe that there are great, amazing, magnificent things out there for us. And we be open to those happenstance, those chance meetings, those unexpected connections that we can have amazing, amazing things in our life. What do you think is impossible for you? Believe me. If you believe it's impossible, it absolutely is. If you believe that it is possible, it absolutely is. Now, just because something is possible doesn't mean it's probable, likely, or that it will manifest. But it is possible. That means we can get there. Whether we will or not is up to a whole bunch of other factors. But if it's possible... If we believe it's possible in our lifetimes, in our lives, then you can move in that direction. Then you can bring about amazing things. And it's almost less important to achieve it than it is believing that you can achieve it. Because if you believe, your belief will not only Give yourself more energy, more fuel, more passion in your life. Think of all the people who want to believe in their dream, but who are afraid to, or don't have enough support, or ha don't have a role model to believe. Think of all the 
little points of light in this world you will touch merely by believing in your dream and working towards it. Think of how many people you can inspire along the way. I'm a big believer. Everything is energy in our lives when you come down to it. The energy we bring to anything in our lives determines how it will unfold. What is energy? It's our attitude, our emotions, our beliefs, how we show up, our joy. It is who we are in our core. Sometimes we get confused. Sometimes we feel disconnected to who and what we truly are deep inside. We are not, as I said before from Wayne Dyer, we are not our possessions. We are not our career. We are not, we are not the thoughts we think. We are not our emotions. We are not our physical body. Because we feel differently, we think differently, and we look differently than we did 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. What we are is an eternal being of light here to spread our light to others and see what amazing things we can bring to life. I really want to thank you for listening today. I really truly want to appreciate Wayne Dyer for all of the amazing work he brought to this world. I hope you will join me in celebrating his life and his contribution to this world. If you don't know who he is, seek out, search, Google him, Wayne Dyer. His website is probably waynedyer.com. Pick up one of his books and listen to it. Just a quick note, next Monday is Labor Day here in the United States. We will not be doing a live show next week, but we will be back in two weeks with a brand new live show, an amazing guest, and more empowerment for you. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you in two weeks. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. 
If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 